Welcome to Shadow Dominatrix, the podcast. I'm your host, Lois St. Germain. On this show, you can expect to learn all about what makes you tick as we use human design, shadow work, and step into the taboo dom sub world to answer the inner call to become a turned on, unfuckwithable woman of wealth and personal power to become a shadow dominatrix. I promise you it will be liberating, spicy, and certainly kinky, but one thing it will never be, and that's vanilla. Welcome back, my friends. It is Christmas Eve in the United States. So if you celebrate, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or Happy Anything that you celebrate this time of year. And I wanted to do something a little different for this episode. So bear with me. Not sure how this is going to turn out. Uh, It is very early in the morning here, six o'clock. And I've been sitting on the back patio, listening to the rain for a couple of hours because my life is really busy right now. And I was sitting out there reflecting on all of the lessons or all of the things that I've learned about myself this year. And, you know, it ending in a big culmination of me selling my house and us not knowing where we wanted to go from here. So (laughs) we are kind of homeless right now, but it's all good. And it really helped me, the chaos and the, the, all the activities, I guess, that happened in the last couple of weeks, like really made me think about the year and think about how I process things, how I make things mean a lot more than they actually do, like where my ego gets in the way, all of that. So I just wanted to run through several of those to see if perhaps they resonate with you or they at least spark something that makes you recognize something in yourself. And, you know, this process is very interesting. So what do we do with this awareness? And I think That's a really good one to start with because I believed, many of you know my story. I was in corporate executive for 35 plus years, left that world to start my entrepreneurial journey last year, actually. And I had been dabbling in this world, at least from the mindset standpoint, following a bunch of online marketers, just listening to all of the the warnings and the, the pitfalls that perhaps could happen in one's journey. And I believed <laughs> so naively that because I was aware that these things could happen, that meant they wouldn't happen to me. But let me tell you, every single one of them has, and probably a million more that I didn't even know would or could happen. 
So, yeah, that's the first lesson I think I want to talk about is that just because we're aware doesn't mean that prevents something from happening. What it does mean is we don't have to have a undetermined or a, yeah, I guess an undetermined response to it. We know, we're like, oh wait, they said this would happen. So it has a little bit of familiarity to it and we get to look at it more objectively than if we didn't know it was going to happen and it felt like it was happening to us instead of for us or through us. And when I left corporate, I think this is a key part of my awareness anyway. When I left, I was done. Done with that world. All those years, all of the politics and the battles and just the corporate BS. Now, don't get me wrong. I had an amazing career and I loved my job for many, many, many years. I had just outgrown it and probably should have left a year or two before I did. So that last year or two were a little disappointing or bitter, but at the point that I actually said, I am done, I'm out. What I did that in hindsight perhaps wasn't the best was that I threw the baby out with the bathwater. I wanted nothing to do with how that whole world operated. And I wanted to go over here to the, the beautiful fantasy of entrepreneurial ship, entrepreneurship, where life is wonderful and flow and softness and everything just works. You get to do what you want, when you want, your schedule, all of that. <laughs> Yeah, it's not true. It's just as hard and probably harder or more difficult to actually let go of that corporate programming or matrix-like programming that has us believing what we believe when we're in that world. And I discounted all of my experience all of my business knowledge, all of my emotional intelligence that I operated in, in those years and walked into this world as if I knew nothing, as if I was just a, a baby starting out. And I let that slow me down because I felt like I didn't know enough to trust what I did know if that makes any sense, because all of that went out. Like I would look at things and go, God, in, you know, my past life, we would do it like this X, Y, Z, but, Oh, this is entrepreneurship. So it's totally different. That doesn't apply. Well, I'm here to tell you it does apply. Everything that you have learned up until this point, regardless of, you know, where you worked, what, you know, whether it was corporate entrepreneurship, whatever, subcontract, none of that. It doesn't matter. Everything that you learned up until this point is important and 
It's a skill set that you bring into whatever your next step is. So another lesson, and this isn't even in my notes, another lesson that's coming to me is my black and white thinking. You can only do things one way. This is how it is. You don't cross lines. Like all of that is kind of BS. Everything goes with everything and it makes you who you are. So the whole saying of what got you here won't get you there. While it's true, it's not black and white and it's not meant to say that none of that is relevant. It's to say, okay, you have this amount of skill here. Now you need to create or build onto that. It's not throw that out and start from scratch, which like I have very, <laughs> a tendency to have very black and white thinking. And I threw all that out. So I'm here to say, don't discount any experience you've had. Whether, I mean, a mom raising kids knows how to freaking run a business because she can multitask, she can manage multiple things, she can schedule, coordinate, like all of that. All of that is important for whatever your next step is. The next thing that I learned was that, especially recently, so when I decided to sell my house, I think it was late August, mid-August, early September, something like that. It sounded like a really good idea until I actually put it on the market. And then my ego stepped in and said, oh, you're going to sell your dream home. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? What are people going to think? What does this mean about you? Right? My ego, and I'm sure yours too, tries to sabotage every plan you make. And mine was massive. And I had to do so much work to get myself regulated for something that I wanted to do. I actually wanted to sell my house. Like we agreed when we bought this house about nine years ago, that we were only going to stay five years and then we were going to go. Well, you know, about that time was COVID time. So, you know, you know what happened then we didn't sell and then we didn't sell. And then the market spiked, right? When we should have sold, <laughs> but we were like, we couldn't reconcile having to go into another house with all the, having to spend all of the profit to get into basically the same size house. So we waited, we procrastinated and waited until now. But my ego kept telling me that I was doing it out of lack or not enoughness. Like it tried all kinds of bullshit. So I just want to like offer that that whole ego thing is crazy when it comes to stopping us from doing what we really want to do. The third 
I guess the third lesson. I think we're on number three. This is going to be a two-part series, by the way, because I have so many lessons. But um, I'm just keeping an eye on the clock so that I don't make these really, really long. The other lesson that I learned this year was that I resist very strongly, which I think also is an ego thing, the things that I say I want. So I started a new process. I started a new coaching, which you guys know, I've been talking about it for a long time, the quick fire coaching. And with that, I created a, a, a future self contract and I used a journal to keep me accountable to that future self that I wanted to be. And every day I start the day saying who I want to be and go through any mind drama, blah, blah, blah. And then at night I review and say, okay, how connected did I stay to what I said I wanted to be or who I said I wanted to be today? And what emotions or what obstacles came up that prevented me from being that person? In the beginning, I think, no kidding, at least 21 days, maybe more, every single day, the top emotion was resistance. And it started out as resistance to solidifying who I wanted to be, like the plan, the strategy, resistance to that. And once I got really clear on that and I was solid and set, then it was resistance to actually doing the things that I said I would do. And after, I'm just going to say 21 days, I think it was longer, but I don't want to exaggerate. At that point, I just looked at it. I went to write it down again. And I said, this is the last friggin' day that I am going to write down resistance in something that is holding me back. Why am I resisting what I say I want? And that was such a huge breakthrough for me because I was resisting doing the journaling that was actually keeping me accountable. I was resisting doing the things that I listed for that day that I was going to do. And I was very concise about only putting three things down. It wasn't like this long, you know, 50 item thing of to do's. It was very concise, very direct. And I think the thing that caused the resistance, which maybe I'll cover this next on the next on part two, but it was the ambiguity at which I wrote down what I was going to do. It wasn't clear enough to not leave a crack for resistance to flow into and try to, you know, split that even further apart. But yeah, you have to get to the point where you just say enough is enough. I'm sick of my own bullshit. I said I wanted to do this. I'm going to do it no matter what. So no matter the ego, no matter the emotions, none of that matters when it comes to actually executing on who you want to be or what you want to do. I think I want to end this part one with 
actions. And I was reminded of this by Alex Ramosi recently that actions are agnostic to my level of deservingness or skill. And this is something that he, he says a lot because if I practice this skill frequently and consistently enough, I am going to become really good at it no matter how I feel while I'm actually doing the skill. So I know in this entrepreneurial world, we get so caught up in the energetics of everything, which are very valid. However, they don't pre prevent action from taking place and they don't prevent you from getting better at a skill. Now, it might take a while for people to feel that you, the confidence that you have in the skill, but that doesn't prevent any of the skill advancement from taking place, I guess, is the key there. Because when I looked at it, and again, Alex said this as well, most people do nothing. We have a goal, which is more like a dream or a wish or a fantasy, because we never take action on it. So I was really proud of myself this year for actually doing that daily process of setting by intention for the day and then evaluating how well I did at the end of the day, not in a way of punishing or in anything to, you know, say I wasn't doing what I said I was going to because I wasn't all the time. The Most of the time I wasn't. However, there were times when I was, I was doing the thing I said I would do. And in that process, I've built massive self-trust. And that also taught me, I think these are like sub skills or sub lessons in lessons. It's so blended together. It was so hard to separate them and say what was a lesson and what wasn't. But number one, I learned that not knowing how to do something or not knowing how to do it well yet doesn't mean that I'm bad at it or that I suck at it. Now I probably do, but it, I didn't make that mean that I could never be good at it. And like sales and marketing, the keys to online entrepreneurship. I hated sales and I had to practice and practice and practice and put myself out there. And it would feel like that I was talking about my products constantly and that I was being annoying. My ego was saying, oh, you're being so annoying. But then when I went back and reviewed, like people even told me, I don't even know what you sell. I'm like, what do you mean? I talk about it all the time. And learning that, learning that I could improve my skills by doing the thing over and over and over, regardless of the emotions that were happening at the time, resistance, fear, you name it, anxiety, all of it would come. And I think I'm going to end here on this. Making the slightest adjustments 
makes the greatest impact. And this goes back to the whole journaling exercise. I used to like 75 hard everything. I'd make this list of 20 things that I was going to change right now. I had had it. You get fed up and you're going to do all these things. and You make these massive changes and I would go really hard for about five to seven days. And then I would decide, whoa, this is way too much. And I would stop doing all of it. Instead, in 2023, I started building on skills. So skill stacking, basically. And this podcast is evidence of that. This is episode 56. 56. That puts me in the, or puts this podcast in the top 1% of podcasts out there because most people never get past, I think, three or five. And most, like, very, 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 very few get past 20. And we're on 55 and going strong. So I can't wait for 2024 and what we can deliver through this. But that getting consistent with that to the point where I don't even think about it anymore. It's like, oh, time to record a podcast. Oh, it's podcast time. And before the resistance was there, right? Of, oh, I don't have anything to talk about. Nobody's listening, blah, 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 blah. All the noise. The same thing with the journaling. I actually had to set an alarm to do the evening part of the journaling because I couldn't, I kept forgetting. It wasn't habitual yet. So I wanted to be consistent with it because the few days that I did do it, it was so powerful. I'm like, I want this every day. So I added that in. And then I added in the social media post to support that. It was one thing at a time. I just kept building and building and building. And all of that totally shifted my self-confidence, my self-trust, my self-worth, my self-accountability. All of that grew exponentially by just making small changes. So I just want to end with that. I think I was going to try to recap and remember, but I'm, I'm riffing here. So lessons from the corporate world. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Your ego is massive. You have to check it. it. You have to be in control. It's time for you to be the dominatrix and the ego to be submissive in this. Stop resisting the things you say you want. Really get to the point where you can call bullshit on yourself because you're being so honest at looking at who you are and what you want and what you're doing. Do your actions reflect your desire? That's what, that's the lesson there. Practicing because not knowing how to do something does not equal being bad at it. So stop telling yourself, oh, I suck at sales. If you've never been through sales training, that is like a huge, huge thing here. 
and then making the slightest adjustments make the biggest impact in your life. So I am going to end here. Again, I wish you all Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all the things. And our final episode of the year will happen on the last day of the year. And we will recap the rest of the lessons and kick off 2024. So with that, I say toodles, my friend. If you are intrigued by the possibility of reinventing yourself and crafting the future you truly desire, then welcome to the future journey. It's more than just a concept. It's a transformative process designed to guide you towards becoming the leader and the visionary of your own life. The future framework is about shedding the limitations of your past, understanding your shadow synergy and stepping boldly into the future where you are in complete command. It's about creating a powerful dialogue with your future self, the one who holds the wisdom and the strength you're striving for. This journey is about making a consensual contract with your future self, treating every decision and action as a step towards the person you're meant to become. It's not just about change. It's about evolution and intentional metamorphosis. Ready to begin? Download the Ultimate Roadmap Now to Next workbook. This is your first step towards reinvention using the future framework. It's your guide to unlocking the dominion of your true potential. Don't just dream about your future. Start creating it. Visit roadmap.shadowdom.com and download your copy of the Ultimate Roadmap Now to Next workbook. Begin your transformative journey today.